When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374-0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! Good evening, guests who's here this evening. It's Barry Ferguson. Evening, Barry. How you doing, Paul? Good. You're just back for some training this afternoon with some youngsters just across from Ibrooks. Yeah, had a, a brilliant afternoon. Um, was at the soccer school, yep. uh, soccer camp. Sorry, should I say there was um, loads of kids, boys and girls, um, enjoying their football, and it was great to get out and and watch them, sign a few autographs, have a few forties, and um, no, thoroughly enjoyed that because I, I remember back to the days when I was a a, a kid. That's where it all started, and I was just saying to them, listen. It's all about hard work and listening to your coaches and hopefully one day they, they can become a, a Rangers player. Valentine's Day, of course. Shall we welcome in now Peter Grant? Peter, <laughs> well, evening. Welcome. It's a pleasure, Paul. Thank you very much for inviting me along. So, um, we're gonna, we talked in Monday night about how you fell in love with football. We want to ask you, Barry was telling us about the early days and what happened, some of the influences, the highs and the lows, and there was loads of highs. So have a think about that, if you don't mind, yep. in the next hour and a half, no an hour problem, and a quarter, no. because this could be the evening when your old club Celtic could surrender top of the table to Rangers. Rangers against Ross County and Celtic, if they do lose that position and goal difference, will be hoping it's not going to be 40 days in the desert. Absolutely not. Given it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been there, Sorry. I see. Uh, Barry, huge game tonight for Rangers fans. You know, we're speaking to people coming in. Taylor, Big Peter and Bobble Street today. Everyone feels they're going to score a bundle tonight against Ross County. How are you feeling about the game? Yeah, I'm fe- feeling pretty confident. Paul, Rangers and... Um confident mood playing some good football first and foremost tonight we need to make sure they just win the game yep if they go three, if they get three goals um, and Ross County obviously don't score they do go top of the league and I'm sure that would give them a massive confidence boost but look the players know they take one game at a time and it's making sure that they get that three points tonight against Ross County who under Don Cowie it'll be his first game you know that they're going to become they're sort of going to come uh, very well organised sit men behind the ball try and frustrate so it may take until 60-70 minutes Paul ideally you would like a goal in the first 5 or 10 minutes but listen the most important thing for Rangers tonight is making sure they secure the 3 points and if they do get 3 or more goals and Ross County don't don't score they can go top of the league and listen that could be a, a big moment um, in the season Peter could be a big night tonight it changes psychologically if Rangers do go ahead for Celtic big win for Celtic a good win at the weekend at uh, the Smizer um, yeah. what are you uh, thinking about your old club then I think there needs to be more positivity around the place and you know we know the battle's on so there's no surprise there Celtic are on a run of what eight wins out of nine yeah, yeah. of course and listen you're in the west of Scotland <laughs> you know you're always looking for something you're always looking the negative if it's possible you're going to do that Obviously, people spoke about the transfer window, but I keep getting back to the transfer window everywhere was so bad, you know, because you're talking about 800 million in England last year down to 80. And I was looking at something today and it was talking about how the, the finances were up. Brentford, I think, was it six seasons ago, were paying £15,000 average. Now it's 45000 So that tells you, even the Brentfords are paying the oh, types sure. of money. Yeah. 
if you're looking at players, it's so, so difficult to try and attract, to bring better than what you have. It's so, so important. And I don't think we realise that at times, you know, but no excuse. Still, at the end of the day, we've not played well enough in certain games and that's why we're in the situation we're in. But Rangers have fought extremely well since the manager's come in. He's done exactly what we said at the time in here. Go and win the games and then the Celtic Rangers games will look after themselves. They've done that. But Celtic, as you say, have lost one. Yeah. You know, so the bottom line is there's always that. It's either Celtic or Rangers that's getting the criticism yeah. and you've just got to learn to live with that. As a player, you've just got to try and wipe that out and concentrate, as Barry says, every game that comes along, all you can do is win it. And right. that's all you can do. Rangers fans, give us a call ahead of the game tonight. 7.45 kickoff. It's not in the telly. I thought it would be, Barry, you know, because it's a huge game, but it's not one of the Sky games tonight. So it's 7.45 kickoff. Yep, and I'm sure it'll be a full house, Paul, and people who can't get to watch the game um, live, I'm sure they'll get it on Rangers TV. What did you make of Philippe Clement? It was good to hear him yesterday say that he thinks Rangers and Celtic could compete in Ligue 1, which as we know is the French top division. Good to hear it. Yeah, well, he managed there for a couple of seasons uh, with Monaco. And um, look, I think Rangers and Celtic could easily... I'm not saying they're going to go to the French League or the Spanish League or whatever and and win the league. But I'm sure they could go and compete because... Let's don't forget, they've got some very good players, both Rangers and Celtic. Peter, it's good to hear, isn't it? Rather than talking down the Scottish game, then he's saying that ah, the old firm could do well there. It's massive, Paul, but we've got to understand as well, the French League can bring them in from everywhere. All these quality yeah. players, young age group. Celtic Rangers and that can't do that, you know, for what reasons and whatever. So there's a hell of a lot of play- players at so-called, we'd call lesser teams, mm-hmm. paying massive money to buy players, even youngsters, and it's a strong league in the respect for that. But there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Celtic and Rangers, and I can even queue any of them. Paul, I get go back to the Premiership ship in England. Put Celtic and Rangers in the same monies yeah. and the same wage brackets. Listen, they would be fighting in there, never mind the French yeah. League. So they'd be fighting in there with the English League. So let's get away from the criticism of the Scottish game. We know the reasons why it is what it is, because of the finances. That is the only reason. Because if it wasn't down to finance, they could dine any top table. I see Celtic's midfielder Paolo Bernardo is saying don't rule out Ronaldo coming to Hamden to play in the Nations League game in October and how good would that be and obviously if he was involved as well Fantastic Bernardo if he was involved it would be great because it means he's doing exceptionally well for Celtic and Celtic have managed to keep him because I like him and I think he's only going to get better Um, like say Ronaldo listen we know he's in Saudi Arabia now and he's coming to that time in his career he looks magnificent he still looks a million dollars but unfortunately the legs do go you know and the problem they may have, how do you replace him? He's got, they've got quality midfield players, they've got quality front players. But I look at them and I think to myself, wow, that is some guy you're going to have to replace here. It's like Argentina with Messi. Yeah. You know, there's only, sure. there's a, these are two guys that's been fighting for so many years now and it's very, very hard to replace them. And the man next to you played against him a few times, Barry. And I've asked you before about it, memories of Ronaldo. Yeah. Listen, he's, his records speak for themselves. An unbelievable player, unbelievable athlete. Now, you, you just look at the I mean, age. I know Granted just mentioned that he's playing in Saudi Arabia, but for 39 years of age, he looks like a 19 year old the way he's, he's built. He clearly looks after himself. Look, he's got the money to do that, yeah. no doubt, with all your dietitians and sports scientists or whatever. But yeah, it'd be nice to see him come with Portugal um, and continue to play with Portugal because I think he's the type of guy that wants to break all sorts of records. Yeah. He strikes me as that, and I'm sure if he's fit and ready, 
he wanted to play with Portugal. I think there was a great story about him, Paul, once they came back for a Champions League game, and I think it was like two o'clock in the morning, they arrived back in Madrid. But everybody's going to go home, as they do, you get yep. off the bus, you get your mm -hmm. kit, you're off. And he wanted to get back to the Bernabeu so he could get in and use the ice in the bath in there, and there was a pool in there and all that, just so he could get his body wow. right. So Two in the morning? Two in the morning. He went straight back to the stadium. That shows you the lens that guys went to, to get. Yeah. So it's not by a, bit, a little bit of luck. It's by hard, hard graft yeah. along his ability. And the players look after themselves. Even since you stopped playing Barry, which is not long ago, you've seen a difference, haven't you? That They totally, they rarely touch alcohol and things. Because I see Philip Clement said it was good. He told his players a few weeks ago, get a day out together. Yeah, look, I, I do think it's important that you do socialise every now and then but the way the game's going Paul you, you have I mean you've all, you always had to be fit back man day and I'm mm. sure Granny's day as well but it's so yeah. quick the game yeah. they've got to be athletes they've got to watch every single thing they put across their mouth in terms of whether it's um, fluid or whatever food they intake and look all clubs now have got two or three dietitians, two or three sports scientists um, so it's so important and, and listen if you look after yourself you can play to late 30s, early 40s, we've seen up here, look at Craig Gordon, for an example, 41 years of age. I know he's a goalkeeper, yeah. but the way that he clearly has looked after himself is credit to, to him. And um, I, I do think nowadays players do do everything they can to make sure they, they, they do the right things. You've got to remember, we were playing the 95 minutes every week. In every game. Ah, uh, yeah. So, there's guys coming off at 60 yeah. minutes week in, week out. You know, there's a lot of change, a lot of substitutes. The first one they came in, it was one. Now it was, then it was two. No goalkeepers, no nothing like that. But it was every game you were playing, whether yeah. it was Europe or whatever. And we used to go away to, like, say, Russia. And people talk about now. I remember we played Kiev and we showed you a programme prior to it. We watched a programme prior to it. They were actually in a cave doing all this medical stuff then, looking at the way the players ran. In a cave, wow. they were watching and filming yeah. and saying, well, he's running a wee bit to the left or the right. This was then, Paul, so people think it's all brand new. Yeah. You know, I was listening to something the other day about Sam Allardyce and people can say what they like about him, but seemingly he was into all this and made again? sure that, because I think there was, when they went, they've done very well and qualified for Europe, I think there was 12 or 13 from different countries. Mm -hmm. But every Tuesday night, them and their wife, the player and their wife, their girlfriend, had to go to a night out together so they would all intermingle with each other so it would just, wouldn't just be match day that the wives of that would be meeting each other. Mm -hmm. So there was all these things getting put in place then. They talk about players liking a drink. I can honestly say in my hand and my heart, apart from a Saturday night, if we yep. won on a Saturday night, I'd have a couple of drinks in it sometimes. Victorious. Yes, exactly. And really enjoyed myself. Yep. If I had a midweek game, absolutely no chance yep. on a Saturday sure. night. So yep. it depends what you wanted to do. You know, and we, we all liked a night out, and there's nothing better than a night out. But we, predominantly, it was the summertime, that's when you sure. let your hair down for a couple of weeks, and that was most of it. But most players, you maybe the odd one, or not every night of the week is the way it's perceived sure. with people. Silk Street Paisley, was that one of yours? <laughs> no, it was a bit far from me. <laughs> you know, there was one Paris Le Complex de Dons in Cope Bridge. Uh, Barry, for you, what was it, Fury Murray's? Was it? <laughs> oh, no. listen, why did you think I'm oh, You're 46, <laughs> you're just a boy. What was, your, what was your place for the Rangers players? Um, it would have been 29 
Oh, 12, of course, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Victoria's yeah, now 29. See, still young. Exactly, still just a young boy. man. Or yeah. chaos. There yeah. you go. Oh, our chaos. Yeah. And I bet you go. created some chaos in there as well. <laughs> well, it's a big night for Rangers fans heading to the game tonight. And for Motherwell fans as well, there'll not be many up there at Pataudry, but Aberdeen against Motherwell. We hear a little bit from Neil Warnock, and I'm interested to hear what the guys want to say. When he said yesterday, he thinks Celtic and Rangers could be overtaken by Aberdeen. Aberdeen, he thinks, you know, in the coming years, could win the title. No, I respect him as a manager, but I totally, 100% disagree. With that. There is absolutely no chance he'll go between Rangers and Celtic. The gulf. So, yeah, the, so I, I think yeah. it's the biggest gulf in a long yeah. time, if I'm being honest. And we talk about the gulf with England at the top, but yep. it's the same here now, really, isn't it, Peter? I yeah. would imagine. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking at the start of the season, who's finishing third? Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. that, that's everybody does. You know, that's the, the league of their own, really, in that respect. And I, I find it incredible if he thinks that, unless... I don't know what they're going to do to do that. Celtic Rangers would probably need to walk out of the league for them to win the league. That's the only way I could see them winning it. Uh, or the only way they could do that if they got a massive investor who's going to put in hundreds of millions, sure. which yeah. is not going to happen. And they don't have the fan base, big fan bases, but nothing like Rangers. Listen, they're good clubs like Hearts, yeah. Hibs, and Aberdeen. Yeah. They, they had big clubs, but there is absolute no way that they'll they'll overtake Rangers or Celtic. Well, the Rangers fans are hoping to go top of the table tonight, almost expecting that. That's what Philippe Clement was asked yesterday. You know, do the fans, is that a weight on them? No, because I think if, if fans are ex- excited, it's only a good thing. It gives energy. But we're only busy with our own game and, and Ross County. That's the only thing. So it's, it's good for the players also. Uh, for sure, a few months ago, it was another kind of noise when they came on the pitch and they didn't like that one. So this one they like, and already from the, from the last games. So that's a positive thing. And Peter, something you mentioned was about changing the team. You're rotating, and he was asked about that yesterday. I have, I have the confidence. Otherwise, I would not do the changes. And I know it's the only way to be ready for all the challenges that we face. So uh, I think it's around 14 weeks still to go. And if our Season is exceptional. It will be 24 games in that period. Plus maybe two international games for the internationals also. So it will be almost every three days a game. So we need everybody ready. And it's crucial to win things that sometimes it's a player who didn't play all season and is just five minutes on the pitch can make a difference by winning a trophy or not. And we're preparing everybody uh, to be ready for the story. So that's why you need to make changes also. Barry, it's working so far. Yeah, he's used the squad wisely, Paul, uh, and he's freshened it up. And I, I think he can make up to five or six changes tonight again. Um, and look what he's done with, as an example, Ryan Jack and Tom Lawrence, who their career, Rangers careers have been blighted with injury. They've obviously, he's obviously got them back. He's put them in, and he brings them straight out of the squad. No, even an eighteen. So he's clearly he's got an understanding with the medical staff as well, and that's what you've got to have a good relationship with them. And um, as I said, and I like his attitude towards the game tonight. I, I, yeah, always put a wee bit of pressure on yourself. That's what you would do as a player, Grant. It was yeah, the, the same. Sure. But be excited about the prospect of, of getting top of the league. It is exciting. And the fans will be coming excited about that. So you've got to look forward to these occasions. And I think the place will be absolute jumping tonight. It's fantastic because at the end of the day, that's what you do as a football player. You want to be number one. Nothing else. That's the only thing you're challenging for if you're playing for a Celtic or a Rangers. That's the only thing that's accepted. Nothing else. And if you can't handle that, it's no use being there. And the manager making changes, 
it's interesting sometimes because if you're not winning and everything's going swimmingly for you, it's great. You can manage to do that. Everybody questions it when it doesn't work or you lose a game. That's the problem you have and that's what the manager's got to deal with. And the fact that it's guys coming back from injury predominantly he's moving, you know, and taking in and out. And he's probably realised that he can only play 60 minutes or he's better preparing after this particular game. Maybe he's better having a week. They need to be with the physios again or do some work on the training ground to get... And his legs again, that strength and power in his legs. Because we see the problems Rangers have had with injuries. Yeah. You know, Celtic are having problems this year with Carter Vickers. You know, it's, it's a nightmare for him at this moment in time every time he comes back. So you're always concerned even watching the games now. Mm. Because centre-half's different from anywhere else, really. If you're a sure. midfield player, you can no. maybe swap that around about. But seeing somebody so important and taking them off during yeah. the game, that's really difficult. And Celtic have had to do that a few times yeah. with Carter Vickers, unfortunately. Yeah, if I'm looking at Rangers, what way they lined up at the weekend... Mm. To tonight, I think he'll he'll keep basically the same back five. I'm I'm including the goalkeeper, and maybe I think he'll change Ridvan for Barisic. Mm-hmm. But seeing the midfield three and forward three, I think he'll change. He'll change all of that, and that brings a real freshness. And and also the players understand what the manager's doing now, and when they get that opportunity, they need to obviously go and show them that they're more than capable of playing. There's forty million at stake for the Cinch Premiership this year because of the new Champions League. Paddy is on from Kirkintillic, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Paddy. Hello, how are you doing, guys? Evening, Paddy. Yeah, in good form, thank you. So you'd love to win that title again. What are you thinking? Uh, well, my point, as I was saying, uh, the last person I've been to was all this about Celtic having the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people didn't watch the EGM that says that the ring fenced money to do a barrafield for the women and uh, the academy, yep. and they're also fixing up uh, Lennox Town as well. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people think that that something million pounds is just there to buy players, but actually, they've already told people, the fans, that it's actually getting used to develop future squads. Sure. How did you feel though when your manager said at the start of December that it's quality that's needed now, not the project players, and it has the models work brilliantly for Celtic. We all know that. And 70 million these days can go in a flash in football, a few bad signings. I get that, Paddy. But you must have expected, you know, a decent amount of money to buy players who were ready to go in and play, for example, a striker when O was away and, you know, Kyogo didn't go as it, it turned out. Were you not a little bit disappointed? Or are you completely happy with the squad? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the squad, yeah. We've got injuries. Yeah. People forget that we've got a lot of players out. Vickers. Uh, uh, sure. Hatati. Hatati injured it. Two calf injuries, which was a bit... When I watched it and that he went off as two. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe I put one, but then it said they pulled two in the same game. I'm not sure, but a bit weird. So we have got players there who are due to come back. And I believe we've still got a, a stronger squad than Rangers. So okay. yeah. we've got players that's been there and done it mm-hmm. over yeah. the last few years. So, And I guess, Barry, sorry. Yeah, having done it is a big thing, isn't it? Having been over the course, which Celtic do have that, yeah. the bulk of the squad's still there. That is, yeah, that's they've, a got a bit, they've, they've got a fair bit of experience yeah. who have been there and, and done yeah. it and won trophies. And it's the hardest thing to do in football, certainly the league title, because you've got to be so consistent over a 38-game period. Mm-hmm. And that's what 
uh, Celtic have got and it's uh, that's what Rangers need to get to uh, and they, they, they clearly understand that. It's an interesting yeah. one because as, as Paddy's saying, I, I understand it's so important Barrafield and all that get yeah, done sure. because I'd love to see the younger players getting back in but I don't know if that's ever going to happen again because no matter how much you spend because there's so much pressure on everybody to be successful right away then when do you give a young player an opportunity? So it's trying to get that balance right. Trying to spend money in the windows we've spoke about is very, very difficult because there's not been any movement to bring players in with all love ready-made stars coming into our club and making us stronger. Especially when you're going to the finishing line, you think we want to, or could we bring in somebody that's ready-made to come into sure. that team and go and score 20 goals between now and the end of the season in all competitions. That's the sort of thing you're dreaming of. It's not as easy as that. You can have all the money in the bank it's the quality you have and keeping people fit is so, so important. Rangers have had a big problem for the last few years not keeping people fit and it was players that they brought in that we felt would make a difference to them. They've not been fit. Their key my roofs, Tom Lawrence and that, etc. They've all been big players when they're fit, you know. And that story's not... better for Rangers this year, Absolutely, isn't it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even, even since yeah. the managers come in. Right. Because I think Barry's right because yeah. I think before, as soon as that guy was saying, oh, I'm fit to play today, mm. Then he'd play like one game and then he'd be injured again. So that told you he wasn't fit. Mm -hmm. So the manager's probably balanced in a different way and looked at it completely different. And that's why even when somebody plays on a Saturday, he's not taking part on Tuesday or Wednesday. Is there a complacency at Celtic? Because the record books, if Rangers win the title, which they may well do, there won't be an asterisk saying that Hatati was injured no, for of much course. of the season. You know, that Carter Vickers was injured, blah, blah, blah. It won't be. And the Celtic fans will. Well, I played through it. Yeah. We could never give an excuse. Didn't it matter? Yeah. Rangers were better than us in the respect of they'd better players all round better sure. teams so there's no getting an argument with that we could fight them on the day yeah. and, and Paddy thinks sorry that the Celtic squad is stronger than Rangers just now and he might be right yeah. well the interesting thing is when you're saying about Celtic are champions there's four of them probably you would say it's been champions because you look at Joe Hart mm -hmm. you know sure. Greg Taylor yep. then you think right who's the rest of them their skills has not been involved the skills has not been involved Narosky not been involved you know Tony Rawson two Two championships, okay. one maybe. Sure. Matt O'Reilly. Matt O'Reilly, yeah. and I'm looking around uh, the rest of Callum. I know he's not been in much, I know. Callum. Sure. But the rest right. of them have not been over the course before. So it's a completely new thing to them. How do they take the pressure of playing at Celtic Park and what the expectation is in winning leagues and winning cups? Mm -hmm. And that's so important. You know, Rangers have never been there before, but they've got a lift in a different way because they've got results. Now they've got the fans back on site, so there's a different type of atmosphere round about them and the respect sure. of that. Mm. A couple the of them were there, of course, yeah. in 2021. 20, yeah, so yeah, but the Celtic boys are... Aye, but what I'm saying is, but they've went yeah. through that. Yeah. So now they'll okay. be feeling that, sure. their, their love, if you understand mm. what I'm saying, because they're fighting back a little bit. So the Celtic boys have just got to stick with it. And as you rightfully said earlier on, it's seven out of eight victories. You know what I mean? Eight and, out of nine. Yep. Eight, and that's yep. what I'm saying, sure. there's a yep. difference. Mm. You know, there's the league table. Just seeing Sky there, Paddy. <laughs> final word before we go to the break. Uh, I would like to say, uh, uh, Peter, just a wee thing from my, my sister. Uh, you were our favourite player for oh. the Oh, thanks very much, Paddy. Tell her I really appreciate it. Send my love on Valentine's Day. Uh, Paddy, she must have not watched a lot of games now. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, first time caller. Thanks a million. Great to yes, hear you. Paddy. 08, 08, 17, 17, <laughs> oh, that's 700. That's yeah. it. The gloves are off now. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 374 0409. Let's go! The 5.30 headlines, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson. 
and Peter Grant that are with us for the next 90 minutes or so. And there's going to be 90 minutes plus, obviously, uh, injury time. How much is the referee adding on tonight? Does anybody know? I'm not going to do any. After what you said yeah. about me earlier on, it oh, might be It was a good line, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, we've just yeah. seen Ibrooks on the yep. on the TV. They had games under the light. I used to love them. I don't know about Grant. Yeah. I used to mm. love playing at night under the floodlights. Perfect conditions as well. We bit of drizzle. The pitch will be slick. Full house. Yeah, that's the nights I loved. God. I prefer the Saturday afternoon at three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved football. I loved playing at night. I loved football. The European nights were great for that. Oh, but nothing like but it. But that was brilliant. Yeah. But I always loved a Saturday at three. And yeah. I'd have hated it in the modern day yeah. as and it's everywhere Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I always thought Saturday at three was the best day. Do you know it was the first it was the first time I heard your name was a Saturday at two o'clock and it was I've told you before Rangers against Celtic and it's where you were today Barry I was just outside the front door you were playing today you were there encouraging young uh, players uh, boys and girls to get into football and get into Rangers and it's just across the school, the old school there and that's where yeah, I was it, when I heard you were playing yep yeah. um, I used to play there myself with, with Rangers when I was like 9, 10, 11 years what was it called again what was it called that it was just Ibrox Complex was that what it was yeah. called even then but yeah the surface, they've resurfaced it. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, do you know what I love? Seeing a pitch just full of kids, yeah. kicking the ball about, boys and girls enjoying themselves. <laughs> and that's what it's all about, having a bit of enjoyment and obviously getting coached off the, um, the coaches. And I hear you were popular with the parents as well. Yeah, it's good to see that, yeah. that. Obviously, I don't think the young kids would have known us. It's obviously the parents would have... Obviously, I'd mentioned. Um, What's the grannies I get? <laughs> <laughs> did, did one of the kids say, oh, "My mum thinks you're brilliant." And the mum and dad. Yeah, were, Is that true? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> she, it she was. Says, I can't believe you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. Just, they, they were asking yeah. questions. Some of the questions you get are brilliant. What are they as well. asking? What did they say? Oh, just like, who's your favourite Rangers player, yeah. and uh, just things like how did you become a player, and. Oh. How much did you earn one shouted? Right, like, right just uh, crazy yeah, things sure, like that. Yeah. They're, they're brilliant. Um, you said millions. Who is your favourite player at the moment just now? Well, since, uh, in terms of the, the, since the new managers mm. took over, I've got to be honest, the most consistent performer, he may have not been man in a match every single game, but John Lundstrom for me stood out like a, a sore thumb. Um, he's just played that pivot just in front of the two centre-backs. Um and he's, he's just simplified his game, which I think's brought his game up um, at a level or two. So he is one player that I'm sure the, the manager will be desperate to get in a, a new contract because we all know he runs out of contract in the summer, Paul. So sure. yep. I think Rangers will be desperate to get him tied down in a new deal. I guess the issue is he'll be on maybe one of the highest wages because yep. they got him for nothing You know, a couple of years but ago. He's playing some of the best football, yeah, well, he? probably the yeah. best football he's yep. played since he signed with Rangers. Mm. Um, and it looks to me as well he's a real leader on the pitch mm -hmm. and the players are obviously looking up to him and he's very vocal and I'm sure Grant will agree here that, that's something that's missing in the modern day with people on the pitch communicating all the time and when I'm watching Rangers he is one of the guys that is obviously making sure if somebody's obviously out of position he's, he's batting mm -hmm. in the rear um, but no I've got to be honest with you his, his form over the last three or four months has been exceptional Peter, who would be your favourite Rangers player just now? Or the one that's really... You know, if you were in the Celtic dugout, you'd say we really need to watch out for him. Well, I think the one that's been the most consistent, there's no doubt, is Jack Butlin. I think he's been outstanding, you know, if you're talking about a goalkeeper. But I think I agree with Barry and Lundstrom's positional play is much better. And probably because both of us played in that area of the field yeah. and, you know, it takes so much discipline to play that role. 
you know, in and out of possession, you know, and it's not just about what you do, it's about where your teammates, if he slips up or he does this or he does that. So you're thinking about the game constantly, but not just the guys in front of you. You're talking about your defenders. If he gets dragged out of position, I've got to fill in. It's such a vital role and people don't realise it. And I thought at the start of the season, he was going far too wide, he was running out of position. You know, probably like Rangers at the start of the season, they're all over the place. Yeah. And that's but probably... No. You can see the discipline within the team. Everybody knows their job. It doesn't mean it's the same player in the same position, but there's a balance to it. So the right winger could be in central midfield, but there's still a balance to the team. If you understand what I'm trying to say there, that it still looks an organised shape to the team, whether they're in possession or out position. It doesn't matter what player it is. Uh, nothing against big Jack Butlin, he's been exceptional, course, but I'm just talking yeah. about outfield. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jack, Jack has been ah, a, an unbelievable yeah. captain for a free transfer, Paul. He has been exceptional. Um, Who signed him? Who was it? Do we know? You don't really know, do you? You know, there's so much chatter about recruitment departments, but that they deserve credit for identifying. The man would be up straight away yeah. if it oh. was. Yeah, for sure. I think was, was he not offered to them before when was he? Yeah. Uh, Wilson was there, and I think they yeah. thought no, but no. Okay. I think I think they said no to him. If I'm correct, okay. I think they said no because they didn't think the amount of games he had. Mm -hmm. I think he was put to them and. They just thought they hadn't played enough games to bring him in when they were looking to replace. But, I mean, just watching games, Granny obviously watches a lot of games. When, when I see Rangers going forward, they're so well structured behind. See the structure behind it? They're solid. They know the, the two centre-backs, if it's going down the left, they'll shift across. Lundstrom will be sitting in, the full-back will be in a wee bit tighter. And as I, th I thought before, under Michael Beale, they were too wide open. They were vulnerable to the counter-attack all the time. And that's the biggest difference I see. Yep, they're playing some good stuff, but it's the structure behind the attack yeah. that I think's improved. Can I just say to Paddy, who was on just before the break, and Barry jumped in at the end, he said that his sister, you were his favourite player, Peter Grant, and during the break it was great. Barry was saying that when you were playing, some of your pals would say yeah. they wanted to be Peter Grant, and other pals wanted to be Ian Durant, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, when you yeah were, that, that was yeah. right. You know, you used yeah. to play street <laughs> scheme teams and street teams and... That must yeah. have been kicking them then. <laughs> but yeah, it's just when you yeah. think back to it, they were the, they were the good days up sure. at Park with the old wooden goals and can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now you said, stop that. Now come on, okay, <laughs> wooden goals. <laughs> I used to get them built. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of the players sure. used to come in, but it's made me feel old. That's all. Oh. <laughs> uh, Rangers fans, what are you thinking ahead of the game tonight? Then Paddy, that was a good call from Paddy, who yeah. was saying, "Hey, you know, didn't say calm down, but he was saying what the Celtic board would probably say." wait a minute and, and Brennan Rogers did say at the weekend eight wins out of nine and the other one was a draw and he talked about negativity we talked about it Monday and Tuesday I'm not quite sure what they were saying it's a lot of Celtic fans who were looking for more in the transfer window but that's gone now and the proof is now in the pudding and what a three months it's going to be between now and the end of the season kicking off tonight with Rangers against Ross County here's Philippe Clement speaking about the continuous improvement that he's been looking for from his players I'm not uh, satisfied about that or something. I, I think there's still a lot of potential uh, for sure in that way to grow. That's why I'm looking forward to, uh, to have a preparation with the team to really bring them to, to another level. I'm convinced that it's possible with, with the players that are in the building now, but it's difficult to create that during a season with every three days game. We are growing, we are getting better. I think it's clear for everybody. It's also clear in the data that uh, there, there is more distance run, there are more sprints, there is more high intensity uh, than a few months ago. But we're not at our top. But you need a really good preparation to, to go to the next level. Um, 
in this level, we, we are pushing things to make it better. And I think it will be better at the end of the season also. If they keep freshness, if I stay with the same squad, playing all the time with the same 11, 12 players, then they will be tired at the end of the season. So that's why also you need to keep a good balance in things. Barry? Yeah, I like that. He's, he's still he's not satisfied. I've just wrote it down. They still need to grow. Um, and that, that, that tells me it's a manager that's not getting carried away. He's still re- respectful of what's still to be played. Um, and he knows there's still a hell of a lot of challenges to get through. Um, and it'd be easy for him to get carried away and say, oh, yes, we're great, we're this, we're that. Yep. But that's what I like when he does his, his pressers, Paul. He's very respectful. Um, not just to, to Rangers, but the other teams that are that he's going to be coming up against. Yeah, there's none of this chat about them and all yeah. the rest. But I, I don't like when I ever do it. Absolutely. You know, and that's it has happened. 100%. Of course, yeah. That's the worst Come thing on. that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody that's staying up and I was playing Adam yeah. and I was that right? You know, sort of thing. I respect it because that's who they're fighting against all the time. And the bottom line is, I'm a great, I like the way he talks, I think the way he speaks and all that sort of thing, but I'm still obviously talking about distance running, all that sort of thing. I'm not a great believer still in all that. It's what you do when you're running like that. You know, where you run. I mean, it's like the boy they're talking about, Van de Ven, is it, at Tottenham? Mm-hmm. He's saying he's the quickest player, quicker than uh, yeah. Kyle. But he's got to sprint for the half-wheel because they're that off and out of position. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's reasons why you do it at times. And it was a boy, Pedersen, that played at Blackburn. was the exact same. Everybody said he was the best in the Premiership for many years, 13 kilometres, 14 kilometres. But he was taking a long throw for both sides. He was yeah. taking every corner, he was taking every set play, and then they soon realised, hold on a minute, he's doing it for nothing. So it's what you do with it is the most important thing. I played with him. Did you? Martin Gams, yeah. Pedersen. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what they said. Am I right, Bas? Yeah, he, yeah, he took every corner kick, every free kick, and every throw in from uh, the opposition half. Mm. And even if you were just inside the opposition half, he could throw the ball 40, wow. 45 yards with a throw in. Then they soon realised that's where all his kilometres were coming mm, up. Of course. So he had a wicked left foot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respects what we're talking about there and Philippe Clement certainly has respect for the second bottom club without a full-time manager. Uh, he's talking Ross County. It's uh, the same challenge in the last couple of months that we will have to break open the wall um, to be very focused, have a really good tempo on the ball, to be decisive at, at uh, enough moments and not to give away chances uh, in, in transitions and set pieces and long throw-ins and, and those kind of things. And a bit more about Ross County? I don't like this when you say that teams are fragile or whatever. I think players always have their pride. I, uh, also, people who get a chance to be coached, suddenly, I had it also two times. I was interim when uh, a coach was sacked. So you're super motivated and, and you give everything day and night. So we expect a tough game, like always, and uh, that we need to make the game, that we need to break open the wall, that we need to be really good with and without the ball. I'm focused on that. And Ross County also took seven new players in, in the winter break. So. They're also not the same team than they were in the, in the first uh, round of the of the league. And Peter, I was thinking about you this morning when Malky Mackay was mentioned by Don Cowie, who said he'll be saying to his players, channeling some of the magic of their former manager. They have to do, you know. Listen, Don's going in there, and Don has been there under three managers. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm not so. sure. So if Don's going in there and he's got great experience as a player as well, and similarly as a top professional, so you use the experiences at times, and sometimes when you're put on the stage. 
you want to make sure what you're putting out there, yep. everybody enjoys it. And if they could go to Rangers and get a result, it'd be phenomenal, an unbelievable, phenomenal uh, situation for him to be in and put himself in. But he's, he's learned the experience in the background, but now he's got to pick the team. Yep. Now he's the ones that you're talking to the players mm-hmm. prior. I know that you're trying to keep them up when the manager's not picked them. He's got to go and say, right, you're not playing. You all say or, that. And you're starting. It's different, you're starting. Isn't it? It's different. Yeah. That is slightly different. But and what an opportunity for him, sure. you know, to go there and try and put a team together to stop Rangers running them over the top of them. The magic, of course, was when they were at Cardiff City together. And yeah. of course, he went all the way to Wembley. Uh, Barry, I know you would never disrespect or overlook uh, Ross County, who could be capable. It's unlikely there'll be a shock tonight, but you go into every game to compete. You've got yeah, to- if you think you can just walk on that pitch and turn up, Paul. It's going to slap you in the face big time. Um, if that's the attitude, which I, I've, I, I doubt it will be for the Rangers players, you hear the manager speak about Ross County, about seven new players, about the, a new manager, an interim manager coming in. Normally you get a jolt out of the team. So Rangers will expect a tough game. Um, and as I said, it might need to go into the second half. But one thing I've noticed, Paul, over the last two or three months is the Rangers fans have, um, have been right behind the team. Yeah. Um, they've been very patient and I honestly believe that's filtered onto the pitch and it's certainly helping this group of players Was that the Livy game a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, just all the games even if genuinely when you don't score in the first 10 or 15 minutes and I would imagine it would be like Celtic you could hear the the stands they get a bit restless but uneasy but I've not felt any of that over the last couple of months Um, and when that genuinely happens that obviously gives the players that bit of confidence but look, I don't think it's going to be one of these ones where they're going to absolute scalp Ross County I think they'll win pretty convincingly but they'll need to work their backsides off to make sure that happens I'll come in at that stage the Celtic Rangers keep going the way they're going with winning the games I'll come to that stage where that nervousness comes in that that comes naturally mm-hmm. the other games you've got to do it you know you've got to win and we've said that for day one that's never changed and Philip Clement's talking about the wall and whatever Really, that's never really changed, is it? Celtic sure. and Rangers have got to go and win games. That'll Other teams are, the bus. Yeah, yep. but Celtic Rangers have always got to win teams. Probably mm-hmm. back to the time when I played, that was slightly different when Aberdeen could give you a bloody nose often enough. Yeah. So you look at it now and it's all of a sudden you've got to work harder, you've got to move the ball quicker, you've got to take your chances, all these things to try and put them on the back foot. And if you do that, you end up getting the result because you've got better players. There is absolutely no doubt in that. And you need a hell of a lot of bad luck not to get that opportunity. So, But they'll get to the stage where the nervousness kicks in. If it goes, Rangers go on top the night and then Celtic mm-hmm. play Saturday. before this, this sure. following Saturday again, they get back up again. All yep. of a sudden, it starts swinging like that again. All these wee things happen. Then there's a different edginess <laughs> comes for everybody. That's what happens all the time. And Barry will tell you, mm-hmm. when it's so close and nobody can tell you, Oh, we're no listening, we're no watching. Oh, well, John Souter said that. They're not looking at the league Absolutely. tables. Really? Come on, exactly. Come on exactly. John. But no, yeah. and we've all been there. And we're trying to say yeah. that. Of course, I understand the reasons why, yeah. but we know it's fact. Sure. It doesn't matter if you're not looking at it. Everybody in their granny's telling you, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So you kind of get away from it. Uh, exactly. And you have to learn to live with it. And that'll be the interesting yeah. part. Oh, and that's what it's I was saying earlier yeah. on about the Celtic boys. There's only been a few okay. of them been over yeah. the course. But we'll what go. you can do is look ahead. Absolutely. You have just got to take the next game. Obviously, you know what's going on. You know the situation which is going to be tonight. If Rangers win 3-0, yeah. they're going to go top of the league. If they win by three goals, um, but you kind of get away from it. If it's not in the papers, it's on, online, yeah. it's on the TV. You're celebrating after the game tonight, going yeah. with three goals. Because <laughs> you've but listen, you went nervousness, top of the I don't care if you've played 10 games, 100 games, 400 games. You still get that nervousness. And I, I like that. Yeah. I felt Absolutely. that 
you got that extra five or ten percent out of you. What are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get your home ready for the market with help from their team of experts. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Thanks for all your support and getting us in the downloads as well. Wherever you get your downloads, if you miss it live, then... You know, you can listen. I heard it this morning in Cafe Kaya. I think they were playing summer last night. I'm sure I heard some of Mark Guidi. You, you get about on, uh, You do early on. I like to get in yeah, early, you, eight, eight in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, you wouldn't know I was doing homework, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and Big John was on. He was in good form last night. Big, uh, he always John has. Hazard, he always indeed. has. Yep. There's the party line. I'm only kidding. Uh. Both of you are both. Uh, Peter, we asked you at the start of it. Barry and I had a chat about it on Monday night. Mark Guidi as well. Andy Walker. For you, what made you fall in love with football? I think like you came from a, a footballing background in the respect that my grandfather's run Celtic supporters buses. So for an early age, you know, you were brought up, they were going away at the games. Both of them didn't drink or anything like that. So that was their enjoyment, was going away to watch the Celtic. Um, and then all of a sudden you got to an age where you could understand a little bit. Then you seen the, the 67 team was the first game we seen in the school. They put that on video one day and I'm big screen it was the cinema camera I think it was and you remember these things and you remember day players and you were thinking wow look at all these people and then all of a sudden you start playing yourself as a kid and then the only thing you got at Christmas the only thing you wanted was a ball nothing else nothing else and that's all you fell in love with then Paul then all of a sudden you're in your teams it's interesting Barry was in there I can never ever remember being coached I can never remember wearing any really? colours or anything like that when you moving out bibs or anything like that we just played and it didn't matter, we played tic-tac-toe, I think it was called, and that's how you get in the team. And it would be somebody at 20, and there'd be kids at 10, and we'd all be playing together. It was bizarre, actually. And if two guys come up, the game just get bigger and bigger. It was like 18 aside and all that at times. And it was just brilliant. But it was funny, because you always look back and you think, nobody ever gave the ball. <laughs> but yeah. nobody did a shirt yeah. on or anything like that. You know, it was bizarre. And you just fell in love with it. And it was predominantly then, in my time, there wasn't much else to do. So all we just loved was anybody with a ball. Yeah. Everybody followed you like the Pie Piper if you had the ball. And where were you playing? Where was that? Where I was I was brought up in Chapel Hall. Yep. Chapel Hall was a village. The pitches still there. The pitches with the Maggie Lauder. Are they still there? Maggie Lauder was there. Right. Yes, and yeah, then the big park where the school used to be. The Maggie Lauder was the name of the pitch. We right. used to go down. And, that was a believe it or not, that was a grass pitch. Okay. It was hilly, everything like that. But it, what a it seemed like Wembley was. And in the uh, public yeah. school behind Mum's mm -hmm. house, right on there, there was a pitch in there and we all played in there as well. And that was a grass pitch with the wooden goals that Barry's talking about. And we used to sneak over the fence and get in there and play. And it was magic because it was just like everybody came and played football. That was our enjoyment. Yeah. And then in the summertime when you had a wee sort of break, mm -hmm. the tennis would go on. Yeah. And then that's when you started drawing it on the road and yeah. playing tennis. Who you was your favourite tennis player then? At that particular uh, time. But no surprise, it was Eli Nastasi. Ah, of course. <laughs> Romanian, do you remember morning. him, Barry? <laughs> Nastasi? No. No. Oh, he, no he was, I love my tennis oh, as well. He was some player. Honestly, he had a bit of attitude. Absolutely. Yeah, he was, he was a Mine great was player. Pete Sampras. Oh, Sampras. Wow. Wow. What a record. One of the hairiest guys I've seen. You've seen <laughs> I'm a Richard Keys. <laughs> so, and so the love of the game, Valentine's Day. Um, is that how you got Lorraine then? Because you were a footballer. Uh, Believe I'm, it or I'm not, kidding. yeah, it was. Was it? And you know yeah. why? And not Lorraine. As I say, I don't think Lorraine's watched the game. Uh, I've told you the story about the cup final before. Yeah. Um, but when I went down, God rest. Uh, Tommy, me and Tommy, yeah, Tommy went Burns, to him yeah. an open night mm -hmm. in Phil Coles Bar in Coatbridge. Lorraine's dad owned it. Mm -hmm. And 
four years later I went back again with Jackie Jackanowski and I'd met Lorraine four years prior and I'd, the second time I met her was four years later and I asked her out that night and wow. out the next day and 34, 35 years later we're wow. still together I don't know about, most of that's been living apart because I've, I've always been working and that's why she's quite delighted you, you, you were lucky to be ahead of Jackanowski he was a good looking guy uh, he was <laughs> absolutely you take your ones out of my absolutely I was better looking than him of course you are Peter oh in the look you forget wham and all that you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> indeed I know George Michael and what was it like then so you've the love affair the family with Celtic when you signed for Celtic what was that like well it was something special because as I said to you before it was a the Cup at Alabasha we won three trophies that year and John Clark the great John yeah. Clark the lesbian mm. line was John was a chap old boy and mm. asked me but I'd signed for Celtic he was an assistant I think at Celtic at the time but the I was a striker Philly. as I yeah. said at the particular time and I went in there at 11, 10 years of age I signed an S for him really and that was kept in the drawer yeah. really because S for him meant you couldn't do it till you went to high school mm. but it was to stop you going to other clubs and I went in then Paul and then since 10 years of age and began on the London Road mm. all that time and I used to love being at Barrafield. That was that was the thing. I used to love training at Barrafield mm -hmm. because we used to could see the lights on of the midweek games yeah. on at Celtic. That Park. was your ambition one that day. Was it. And I remember I used yeah. to run down after the game, Paul. We used to run down and we used to get in and go up the Rangers then, because that was the closest to where yeah, the bus course, stop was. Right. Run up yeah. the long stairs, up to the back and over the top and then and it was just as if it was a, an arena that was built for people and you just that was it. You were Talk about falling in love, wow. Sure. And you, like Barry, were cleaning the boots. And Barry, you talked about that before. You yeah, just come back. I mean, yeah. Matt, when I first went into um, Rangers, we used to train at the Albion. It's now a car park. Of course. Yeah. And uh, you could hardly see at night. Um, and when you used to hit a shot, I mean, the floodlights weren't, weren't they great. You hit a, um, a shot, went over the, the, the goal or past the goal or whatever, which generally happened with me. <laughs> <laughs> it used to go away at the back and that's where the high rise flats were and there was mm. holes in the wall and um, sometimes the, the ones that stayed in the flats used to jump through the holes and, and steal the ball um, and you were a wee bit scared to, <laughs> yep, to go all there and, <laughs> and get it but see there days man just thinking back because after speaking yeah. about that on Monday night my head's just been going back to they were brilliant days mm -hmm. uh, and as I said I never really get coached much until I was about 12 or 13 I was just allowed to go and play and, and enjoy yourself well, see, and thankfully it took that. me where I got to mm -hmm. see with Barry saying that that's interesting I probably think the first time I was ever coached was in the double winning year in 88 really? yeah, yeah. even I was telling you were 20 because the bottom line was Paul 30. I was a lot older than 30. that 30 yeah. oh you were nearly you are 29 <laughs> sorry yeah and yeah. The, the big thing with that was because remember there was always a transfer window every day so if you yep. weren't doing well enough they just replaced yep. you so that was that was your coaching mm -hmm. you play that role and you do that well you better do it well mm -hmm. or you're out the door and you never really got coached mm -hmm. you know you put in positions and then all of a sudden it started to change a little bit so were you a wee bit heartbroken when you left Celtic you went to Norwich yeah, or, yeah. I, went, I, I remember that, I knew the decision was made Paul I'd made the decision in my mind and, mm -hmm. I, and I nearly I nearly stayed because Wim Janssen had asked me to stay and I nearly stayed God rest him and I went back for a game one night and I played St Johnson in the Cup and then the next day Jock Brown said to me listen Norwich you've been on the phone I was out of contract there was no bossman rulings at that particular yeah. time he said you want to be kept informed if anybody comes in for you mm. and as I said before he said Norwich were in and the reason I signed I went down to Norwich and I just phoned Lorraine because it was a pay phone at the club because there was no I don't think I, I don't know if mobiles were about then and it was a pay phone at the club and I, I, there must have been but I, I don't think I yeah. had one I definitely never had one and it was a pay phone at the club and I just said listen I'm going to go down and speak to Norwich said, where's Norwich yeah. and I remember driving down and I got there at half three in the morning. And because Mike Walker 
was in the hotel and waited on me. I'd already made my mind up. He waited up for you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, half past three in the morning. Amazing, uh, in the hotel, I always remember that. And mm. I played on the Saturday oh. against Crew, I think, mm. the championship. That was the first first time. Um, and that was the only reason. And then everybody was phoning me surprised because yeah. I'd left at that particular time because nobody knew. No, well, funny, family didn't know, so it didn't, <laughs> didn't surprise Shit. me that nobody knew and nobody could understand it. But I broke my heart going down Kerrydale Street, yeah. I, driving away, because I knew I looked back in the mirror and I said to myself, that's the last time I'm leaving wow. there as a player. Mm. You know? But you came back as assistant manager to yeah. Tony Mowbray some years later. But the best to, we, the yeah. best one was, Paul, the following year. Uh-huh. Our season had finished early. Mm-hmm. And I managed to go up with big Ewan Roberts, the Welsh International. We came up and we sat in amongst the Celtic supporters right. uh, at the Celtic game. And Celtic won the league that day. Uh-huh. And it was fantastic because I'd been part of the group mm-hmm. that hadn't won it. You know, course, yep. And it was Rangers were going for 10. Yep. And Celtic stopped it that day. And that was the first time I was back at Celtic Park once I'd left it to come back as a, a supporter and it was a fantastic day to come back so great memories special memories and it's something I'm proud of in the respect to that but sometimes you, you sure. put, as Barry will tell you you hit your head at times and think was that really me it Mike, flies Mike in Wal- doesn't it Mike Walker yeah. his boy was a goalkeeper that's correct that's right. correct he went to Everton Mike done right. a fantastic job he was at Tottenham as well wasn't he I, Mike done his boy was yes Aye. yes yep. and he's, oh. Mike done fantastic well went to Everton and then come back to Norwich the time flies in. We're going to go to the news, then we're back. We're building up to Rangers against Ross County, Aberdeen against Motherwell, and we're getting a lot of feedback. People love hearing about how you both fell in love with the game of football. And Barry, you saw it today with a lot of young boys yeah. and girls at Ibrox. You can't beat it. Memories. More. Yeah, memories. Exactly. And more to be made, aren't there? Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was saying to the kids. This is where it starts. Listen to your coaches, work hard, and you might live the dream. When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! Nowhere else will you get Barry Ferguson's team, his Rangers lineup tonight. We'll know the lineup according to Philippe Clement shortly for the game with Ross County. You know how it sits at top of the table, three points in it and two goals. So, Barry, how do you think? He's going to line up his Rangers team tonight. I think he's going to really freshen it up, Paul. Um, I'm going to go with this team here. Mm-hmm. Jack Butlin and goals, a back four of Tavernier, Golston, Suter and Ridvan, a midfield three of Lundstrom, Tom Lawrence coming back in and Cantwell, and a front three of McCausland, Dessers and Matondo. Going with uh, Dessers and Matondo. Yeah. Wow. Why do you think any of these... The, Just to freshen it up, Paul, because yeah. there's mm-hmm. a lot of games. Yep. Um, there's a game every three or four days and if you hear the manager speaking to the press, he's all about freshening it up. People understand there's a lot of football to be played and if they want to be in every competition, he has to make some changes. Um, so, look, I could be well off. Yeah. I could be well off it, but that's what I'm going for tonight. Silva, did you have a, did you think about him for a while? It's maybe starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, obviously. Yeah. Big name signing. Uh, come in for, for Wills. Got a goal at the weekend. Um, but listen, Dessers has been decent for him as well, Paul. He scored a few goals. I think he's improved. I, I, I see a player in there 
Um, certainly since the new managers come in, it's clear that he's he's done a fair bit of work with them in the, the training ground. So yeah, but I think he'll he'll freshen up certainly in the midfield three and the forward three. And, and then if you look at it, who's going to be on the sidelines? It's a strong, strong bench. Yeah. If things aren't going to plan or somebody's not at the top of their form, he can go and make a change. And you know what he's like, he's not scared to make a change in the first half. Barisic on the bench scored at the weekend. So yep. Redvan, you've been impressed in the last two months. Yeah, I've I, I've seen. Um, certainly going forward Paul I, I like a look him um, defensively you can say physically a bit suspect at yeah. times but look going forward and I think Rangers are going to have plenty of the ball and they'll need their, their, their certainly their full backs um, very much attack minded tonight so um, I really like I'm, I'm beginning he's grown on me big time Radvan Peter what do you think of Barry's choice yeah well I've just I've put Barisic in at left okay. back uh, same back three with Tavernier, Ghost and Suter Barisic I went Lawrence and Lundstrom I went mm-hmm. McCausland and Cortez in the wide areas oh, yeah. yep. and Cantwell and Silva I just think when you're playing against a team like this if they're, they're all available I just think you need the pace to get in behind them you need to play quick if, as manager spoke about he's obviously preparing for them at going, uh, Ross County going to be sitting in and I think you've got to get behind him and I think with Barisic's quality in the final third where he's crossing if they're going to get up that high up the pitch I think he'll be looking for crosses coming in that box and delivery getting by them on the outside because the middle of the pitch will be so cramped Barry yeah as you said he, he could well yeah l- listen uh, it's a might. good shout I understand but, but Grant he's coming there's only a couple of differences yeah, differences, yeah. yeah. and um, look Cortes I've got to be honest with you like to look him at the weekend very direct um, want to attack the fullback at every opportunity coming inside going outside um, so yeah I can see he could come in but Matondo again he's similar to Dessers I've seen improvement with him and he's come up with some some important goals as well over the piece and Cortez do you see the pace that you know I like I like to look at him mm-hmm. but again that was his first game no disrespect to United but he's coming up against um, a better quality player tonight um, but look he definitely showed that he's got something about him and he's only 20 as well Paul he's young he looks enthusiastic but what I liked about him and what, what I like for wide players is I just want him to be direct we've spoken about it a few yeah, times absolutely. I don't enjoy wide players nowadays turning back and playing it back to the full back or back to the central midfielder when they get in that final third I want them to go and make the defenders defend and um, he's certainly done that at the weekend well, you think that's yeah. what they earn their money, Paul? You know, if that's you've, if you've beaten someone, deliver. People want again whether you're Kyogo, whether you're Dessers, <laughs> whether you're yeah. Silver. Your one ball's getting flashed across the box. Okay, there's times when people show you in a different area. You've got to slide past that. That's fine. But when you get you get by, it's the hardest thing, as Barry will tell you. You get by people, mm-hmm. and then get that delivery in. And if you do that, the strikers love it. The strikers love it. But not only that, it's the most difficult ball still. Even in the modern day game, they keep talking about the modern day game. It's still the most difficult ball to defend when you're facing your own goal, that's for sure. This was the update last night from the manager about the squad. We are trained with a mask. We still need to make some adjustments to the mask. That's always normal. I have some some experience with that, (laughs) getting some knocks. So, um, yeah, we will see tomorrow how it is, if you can be in the squad or not. And Ryan Jack will not be in the squad because he's still in a kind of individual program to be, to rebuild him. 
we talked about it in the first hour, Barry, about the way he manages and some of the changes he's made, maybe in the sports science or the way, mm. the, I don't know if you can make it as simple as saying the way the players have been treated, but there's definitely a move. It's, it's much better there's for Rangers. definitely a communication mm. as well. And I think Grant mentioned at the start of the show, it's when a player comes back and influential players, Ryan Jack and Lawrence are influential and you sometimes are desperate to play them, but he's managed them really well, and he understands the situation they've been in before, because, listen, I, I like both of them, but they've not played enough football, and he's obviously come up with a plan with the medical staff to make sure, right, you know what, we need to manage him, eh, manage these players in the proper manner, and if I do that over the, the next month, say as an example, he might have them every single week going forward. And that's a difficulty, because if you go back to Michael Beale at the start of the season, if you're not getting results or not performing well, you're desperate to get your best players out there. Yeah. And it's, Barry has been there himself. I've Fresh. been there myself. You know, you're thinking, I want him available. Mm. If he can play and he's telling me he's fit, he's fit. You know what I mean? And it's a difficult one, it really is. And maybe he's gave the responsibility or maybe he's taken the responsibility away because the likes of Roof and that are seemingly fantastic professionals yeah. but they're just mm. desperate to play. But maybe the manager went down a different route with that and said, well, hold on, I'm going to make the decision now, not going to be you. And it's simple things like that, Paul, you know, and the players will respect it, you know, and if they come back and it works for them, fantastic, you know, because you want to be playing at your best. And who doesn't want to be in the Rangers team or the Celtic team at this minute in time, fighting and challenging for trophies and leagues and whatever? You all want to be in that 11, but you want to be available to be in that 11 because there's nothing better. If you're turning up in a cup final and you're one of the guys that's on the bus ready to go out and play, mm. To do that, you have to be fit and ready. And obviously, that's where the managers try to get them all. Darren's been on the socials. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. you have got to do it wisely. You've got to think yeah. of the, the, the player. And there was an example last night. I was watching Copenhagen Man City. Mm -hmm. Grealish yeah. mm -hmm. comes off. He goes back on. No, the manager, they're coming off. I'm not taking any chances. And you've got to do that because important players are... You, you need the important players when certainly you're coming into the, the business end okay. of the season. So your boy scored last night, Phil Foden. Yeah, I don't, do you know what? I'm I'm loving him. Yeah, I'm loving him. <laughs> he's a joy to watch. Yeah, isn't he is. Yeah. He's just yeah. a. He's just got everything. He's got everything in it. If you can't enjoy watching somebody with that talent, um, there's something no right with you. Absolutely. Yeah. But you look at it last. We're talking about fitness. How much De Bruyne means to them yeah. for all the other players. But he looks so fit now. You know, you always thought maybe a wee, but he was a wee carrying a wee bit too much. You know, at Did times he? because of the amount of injuries he was having, he's probably not getting the amount of time to train as often, Paul. But now I think they kept him out that period of time thinking, listen, as Barry spoke about there, this is a business end of the season. This was when all the big games were getting played to win and everything. We're doing this, this is what we're going to do. And he's come back and he's, he looks magnificent. So he's been in the gym every morning. Did you see him in the gym, Peter? Because you go every morning, but maybe not. <laughs> I think he's yeah. a bit fatter than sure. me. But he has got, you can see but, the difference. He's, yeah. He definitely yeah. looks as yeah. if he's slimmed down, everything. Yeah. What, you know, a player. To, what, what a player. What a player, but he, he he just sees things that other people yeah. don't see. You're watching on the television, you've got the... And because you play the game, you're saying, oh, well, I can see that pass to the outside, right or left or whatever. He plays it. And that's very, very difficult to do when you're in the middle of the pitch with all the hurly-burly going on. But he's already playing the pitch. You went, oh, I, mean, hell, I can see that for you. But yeah. he's seen it when he's on a football pitch. And that's the quality he's got. And it'd be a joy to play with him. You even see Haaland. He knows where just to peel soon as he picks up. You yeah. can just see him drifting and the ball just nine times out of ten lands at him. So... A wonderful, wonderful player, but Barry's right. Phil Foden, wow, just remarkable. glides. He just glides, doesn't he? He's just, it's just lovely to watch. And yeah, absolutely, um, he's just got everything, every single thing. He's only twenty three as well. It's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, it? You, you, you tend yeah. to forget. I, I, look, he's played a lot of football. Mm. 
Um, but he, he can play on the left, he can play on the right, he can play centrally. And you know what he's doing now? He's adding goals. Scott McKenna playing as well. I know he did. Yeah, I mean, for Copenhagen. That's yeah. an experience for him, whether it's yeah, good, bad, sure. or different. You're yeah. playing against the best, oh, probably one of the, if not the best striker in the world, one of the best. It's much better than that than not playing. Not playing, absolutely. And fair play to him, you know. Yeah. I mean, and listen, they've, they've got a good support, Copenhagen, mm. and they're there sure. week in, week out, and they let you know if you're not playing yeah. well because they're a bit like Celtic Rangers. They're expected to win week mm. in, week out. So as a pressure goes with playing with them as well, so that's good for him. You know what I'm going to say? Copenhagen are there. Why are Celtic not there? Or Rangers, not this year. Now, just say about Copenhagen, I've yeah. played in that stadium. What's it like? Oh, it looked great on that. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant atmosphere. Passionate. Yeah, 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 that was um, that was up there with top five. Was it? Yeah, yeah. atmosphere-wise. You wouldn't think of that. You know, I wouldn't imagine Copenhagen as that. Yeah, just uh, non-stop. From minute one to the last... The a last few beers before it to keep warm, that's why. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it is, a, a, seemingly everybody you talk to says it's a fantastic atmosphere. And the manager... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the manager said it last night before the game, he said, we'll oh. have a better atmosphere here than there was at Manchester United. And, and that's unusual. He said at Old Trafford, because they beat Manchester United, didn't they? I think they beat Manchester United. They definitely beat them in Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if they drew at Old Trafford yeah. or beat yeah. them. Old Trafford as well so they're, they're no mugs you know could Phil Foden be the most decorated player ever in the English game he could Barry when you think about it because he's won so many titles already and he's only 22-23 he could end up with a bigger haul yeah if he stays yeah. injury free yeah. which which is difficult if he does there's a, a, a real opportunity that he could go and I think break he's all got, records if I'm right, right. Ryan Giggs 13 is that what it is? Yeah. Ryan Giggs has got 13 titles. Premier League titles. Oh my goodness. So well, there's a hell of a number. <laughs> yeah, no. no, but that's a hell of a number. And at the end of the day, how, how long is Guardiola going to be there? It's sure. important as well mm. because you see what happened to Manchester United with, with Sir Alex left. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that, that could be a similar fall off. So that's what we're talking about. Always worry about the next game. <laughs> how, how good are they to watch? Man City. Remarkable. And and know what I love? See as soon as they lose the ball, how quickly... They try and get it back. They yeah. were Barcelona yeah. at their best. Yeah. Who, who would you have? Oh, oh do you know what? <laughs> That's a great question, yeah. I've got to go Barcelona. Yeah, I've got yeah. to go yeah. Barcelona. With Messi, his best. Yeah, I, I played against that Barcelona oh. team. Yeah. I know you Messi, did. Messi, Xavi, yeah. Iniesta, Busquets, Ronaldinho, Terry Henry. Um, <sighs> and wow, to be in the same pitch as them and see how they operate. And the, the, the thing about that team as well, Never forget it. Standing in the tunnel, you look across, apart from Terry Henry, they were very small, very small team. But I tell you what, how they worked the ball. But the thing is, when you get the ball, how quickly they closed you down. Mm. It was, they're they're it was the best for me. They're yeah. the best for me. Because, Are they? Yeah, yeah because yeah. I, I was fortunate enough, I was at Wembley the night they played Manchester United. Mm. And it was... A joy, yeah, an absolute joy against a, how yeah. good a team Manchester United were with all the superstars. And Sir Alex did, you yeah, know, put his hands up. He did, yeah. but you, but you'd people, you'd a mixture, Paul, and that's why we're saying what makes teams. Yep. You'd Puyo, guys like that, you know, yep. wonderful, wonderful characters, yep. you know, and they're probably the glue to all these guys. You know, they all need somebody in the team and whatever. But I, I, I would say in my lifetime without a shadow, Barcelona. So a few people have been on. Darren was saying, "Look, there's Copenhagen in at the final stages last night. Why are Celtic not there? Or Rangers, whoever it is, going to be next season? Have we still got ambition? We being Scottish clubs, can we be realistic? If Copenhagen can get through, why can't a Scottish team?" I agree. Listen, you've always got to try and fight your way through and get a couple yeah. of results. Nobody expected Copenhagen to beat Manchester United home and away. I, I can't remember right, if it was... Sure. A, you know, they don't expect yeah. that. They're, what you need, 
And I've said yeah. that. You need, and it's very difficult to get a draw in the Champions League, a good draw, as people used to say. But what you have to do, you have to pull out a result from nowhere. A, a really tough result. But you've got to use your home advantage remarkably well. And if you can do that, there's, all, there's always hope. And then when you get through in the knockout stage, that's when you look and you think, we've done remarkable. And that's what Copenhagen did. Their performances have been okay, but they pulled out two big, big results. Right. And that's what they managed to do. But, but, but there's still an opportunity yeah. for a Celtic or without a shadow of a doubt. Is the ambition there, do you think? Well, I, I'm not inside the walls, but no, I'm know, sure but, that yeah. there's nothing better. And what a dream that would be, whoever the manager is, to get Celtic into the next stage of a Champions League, if that's what it is, or Rangers into the next Champions mm -hmm. League. That's what everybody would want. And that's why we say, to do that, you have to win the league here. When you ask us at the start of the season, what's the sure. most important thing yeah. is the league. Mm -hmm. Because of that, because yeah. we want to be involved in the Champions League. People say, yeah. I'll go to the Europa League because that's the standard. Forget it. Oh. Champions League and Champions League only. Harry? I, I believe that Rangers and Celtic should be in the Champions League group stages. To get out of it, I think it's very, very difficult, but the both of them should be in it. When you look at other clubs and understand it's a bit easier or whatever, Whatever, whatever league they play in, sorry, but I firmly believe Rangers and Celtic should be playing Champions League football. To get out of the group stage is a big ask because when you look at some of the teams, to get third place I think is an achievement. Look, depending on home games where you should look, no matter if you come up against top opposition, when teams come to Ibrox and Celtic Park, you should be at least looking to, to get something for their games. And who is going into Champions League next year? John Harson said last night, I, I, I'll paraphrase, but he said, well, you know, the, the odds are maybe going towards uh, Rangers now. And that was John Harson's view last night. Um, he obviously hopes it's going to be Celtic. Mm. I'm not trying to put you in the spot. What, what do you feel just now? What do you think? I feel this I, is an unbelievable opportunity for Rangers this season. But where they are, and where they were, sorry, four months ago to now, I, I mean, I, it's going to be touch and go. I've said it, Paul. It's going to go right down to the, the wire. I understand there's a couple of Old firm games coming up, but at this moment in time, I'm I'm edging towards Rangers and Peter. And I'm not just trying to do yeah, the, the know, green, the no, blue thing. No, because I know that, but it's I always go. It's difficult if you've been over the course or you've not mm. been over the course. I mean, probably at the end of it, it means nothing if you've been over it before. You've got to go and pro produce performances. And at this moment in time, it could change tonight. Obviously, Celtic are ahead. They got a lot of criticism for winning, apart from one game out nine. So I'm getting a lot of criticism for that. And that's what happens up here. What you have to deal is perform when it comes Saturday. No matter what happens tonight, Celtic have to go and win on Saturday. And then all of a sudden it swings again, the pressure's on Rangers. And that's the way it becomes. At this moment in time, you'd be saying, everybody's pushing Rangers and pushing Rangers in the respect of seeing how well the manager's done, how everything's great, you know. And that's difficult to see by that. But then they, they Celtic are still at the top of the league as we sit at this moment in time. I know that could change at 10 o'clock tonight. But what you have to do then is dust yourself down and go again. And that's what delivers Celtic and Rangers players. If you're either the chaser or they're getting chased, did I think Rangers would come back and get the points back to as much as they've got? No, I didn't. But that wasn't just down to Rangers. That was down to Celtic sure. losing and playing poorly come in certain games. games. But also yeah. it's hard at this stage, Paul, because exactly. injuries and suspensions... Yeah. So you've got to take that into consideration. But that's moment in time. It's, it's nothing talk, isn't it? It's, it's, um, both will be sitting the same, Baz, yep. won't they? They both will be sitting the same saying, 
Hey, let, Rangers tonight, let's concentrate in Ross County. Mm-hmm. Celtic, let's concentrate in Kilmarnock. That's the way it is yeah. right to the end of the season. And the thing is, if Rangers go in front tonight, now all they need to do is to match Celtic's results, mm-hmm. you know, and then take care of the Celtic Rangers games. That's what they do because now you're in that pole position. Whereas before, Celtic can near enough and afford to lose both Celtic uh, Rangers games when they were eight points clear or whatever. You but know, not what I mean? now, not sure. now. Yeah. So that's the difference. There's a different pressure sure. comes with that, you know. So you've got to be able to deal with mm-hmm. that, and we don't know that. I know. We didn't know that when we played. Yeah. Last night, there was a caller, a Rangers fan was on, Justin, making some good points. And he was saying the narrative, which is good about Rangers just now, and he was really positive and, and thinks they'll win the two games with Celtic. And I was just listening to John Hartson, and John said, well, he thinks it'll be decided at the other games, which would suggest, well, one of them would have to drop points, or both of them. But I can't see Rangers, the way they're playing, are relentless. Mm-hmm. And if Celtic get the act together now, you know... They've... I can't see what you're just about to say. I know Celtic have dropped some points where you'd have been like no way yeah. Yeah, i I never seen that coming yeah. I, I honestly believe up until then is it April the 6th yep. I think they're going to win every game for what it's worth I agree with you Barry mm-hmm. I think Celtic need to cheer up a bit round the club the window's gone now Brendan Rodgers stuff about negative outside Brendan that was mainly from the Celtic fans paying good money home and away to watch your team and you were disappointed as well I think and I know there's injuries and all this the Celtic fans are well informed so are the Rangers fans people are not daft they're not but, daft. So, but they need to get, get so that the Rangers PR is good just now, and that's in the results there, apart from the games with Celtic. Um, and for Celtic, but, but they need to a, a reset, and I don't know what that looks like for them, Peter, but there has to be a kind of unity. Yeah. Well, I, I lived through it before. Yeah. I keep saying it to you, and it, when the negativity and Rangers were getting all the praise at the time, yeah. you know, I mean, when you weren't a, far away, yeah. you know, I mean, I went through one season losing one game, one game, mm-hmm. I lost one game and we lost the league. So that tells you, everybody tells you how great we were when we're really good sure. side, but we lost one game and lost the league. So it wasn't good enough. And that is the fine line. And you have to, listen, you have to live with that. You have to go on with that. You have to take care of that. And Celtic haven't done that this season. They've lost games that they didn't expect to lose points in. And that is the big difference. And we said that. The, the Celtic Rangers games always look after themselves because you can't pick a winner on their days. <laughs> it's proven that, that even this sure. season we get yeah. into the first one everybody was saying Celtic were rubbish and whatever and Celtic go to the Ibox and win with no supporters at the time yeah. you know what I mean so what they think and then they come to Celtic Park and do the same again win again you know so people weren't expecting that but it did happen and that's why I'm saying you've got to take care of business in every other game and that's why it's so important and that psychology is mad by the way because you think to yourself we should be able to beat this team but how fine that becomes when you're playing away from home in difficult situations. So do you think... If I was yeah. a betting man, mm-hmm. which I'm not, not interested in betting, <laughs> April the 6th, will be level. Right. Both of them, no drop to any points. That's my honest opinion. I might be wrong, you might have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Granny might have a, oh, a different ask, opinion, not... but that's what I think. The full maximum points from now until April the 6th. Wow, that'll be some game and I'll look forward to yep. it. And, that, and imagine think, being involved sure. in that. I mean, Absolutely. I'm just thinking to myself, what a I game know. to be involved yeah. in. Yep. I mean, I, there's pressure going into yeah. it, but the other sure. games, as a young boy, or if you want to play football, the other games you want to be involved in. So that's what I'm going. Peter, do you think it'll be level by then? Yes, yeah. I do. Because I just think Celtic yeah. and Rangers should mm-hmm. keep winning. Sure. And that is the pressure that goes with Paul. And that's what I said. I said that when Philip Kermode came in, the only thing he should do is concentrate on winning the next games. And that's exactly what he's done. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's exactly what he's done and that's the way he spoke. He's not spoken about down the line. Okay, we know he's looking at the results. We know he's understanding we're yeah, Celtic sure. and we're Celtic or not. We understand that. That's part of the game. We all do it. But that's he's managed to get that focus with his players and they've won their games and Celtic haven't won their games and won the points they should have won. We're going to give you the Rangers team very soon. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team. Recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141 374 0409. Let's go! Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant on fire tonight, talking about how they fell in love with football. And thank goodness our lives would have been so different without you two <laughs> over the past, well, 20, 30. 40, 40. <laughs> any more any advance I'm on that one nothing. just watch yourself yeah <laughs> uh, it's the game that we love and Barry you came in buzzing today having been you know with young players boys and girls at Rangers just across from the stadium today it's brilliant and you got a great reception a few of the parents have been on sending us messages they love seeing you there with the kids yeah, yeah. The, as I said Paul I got yeah. a, a major buzz off it just um, I, I drive past too many pitches I've been honest mm. with you I don't know what you're thinking I see them empty and I just love seeing kids kick a ball about boys and girls and, and there was loads today and you just seen the enjoyment on their face and it just takes you back to what it was like when I was when I was younger and, and hopefully as I said Paul when I was speaking to them and they were asking some crazy questions yeah. uh, maybe one day they could they could live the dream which um, which I did um, so yeah I enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, I can't wait for the next one for sure. But as he says, yep. you know, the dream, we could never have thought in a million no, years. Yeah. Never in a million years could you end up pulling the Celtic jersey or Rangers jersey on. We'd always love to have done yeah, it. Sure. But you're wondering, how does that happen? Because everyone was playing football. But, that's what but you're thinking, yeah. how does it happen? Yeah. You would never know even what way to go around about it. And then to think of all the fantastic players you played with and against, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'd that wee bit of fortune for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, you get an opportunity. Barry spoke about it earlier on. Somebody ill or in, injured. Mine was the same. Somebody was ill, and I, all of a sudden, going for seventeen-year-old nobody to take part in the biggest game in British football. Mm-hmm. People, some people say the world football, yeah. but all of a sudden your life changed. And the mm-hmm. next day, everybody knew who you were for some reason, yeah. and you found that bizarre. But that was a bit of fortune, you know. But there was a hell of a lot of hard work goes into it, yeah, you know, to try and sure. do that, you yeah. know, and a lot of sacrifices for your parents and whatever. Dedication. Dedication. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to do it, especially when your plows are want to go in the street and yeah. play and mm-hmm. discos and all that's coming in. And you have to fight that. Yeah, that, that was the hardest thing. I'll, I'll be honest, when you get to the 14, 15 year old <laughs> stage, you see pals yeah. doing different yeah. things and, and you want to be one of the, the boys. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you, you need to go and make that decision, right? Do you know what? I need to go and train. I need to go and do a wee bit extra. I can't go to that party or I can't do whatever. Um, and that's the, the the thing. Peer group pressure sometimes. It's a huge thing, isn't it? It is. It's, it, yeah. it is it's, it's massive. Then if you don't go, you get slagged mm. about it. But you know what? I just thought to myself, no, I had the blinkers on. Yeah. Tunnel vision. I, I, want, I want to do and achieve what... Obviously, my brother watched my brother do it. Mm. And then obviously going to Rangers games and just think to myself, wow, mm. I want a piece of this. And they go and do it. As it's it's crazy, it's mad. I can use certain words to describe, but actually sit down and think what what you've done, how many games you've played, and how many trophies you've won. And I've I've done what millions and millions of people, and so have you, Granny. And it's not until now you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. 
I, I did probably during my early yeah, days. Absolutely, absolutely. And people send you things and you think, oh, uh, what, a mate, what a yep. memory that is. Uh, and it's great memories. Yep. It's fantastic memories. And that's what you're trying to build. But that's why you're saying there's always a chance for you. You know, never give in. But can I say, sorry, for the young people, I hope they keep the libraries open and the leisure centres. Oh, I, I heard that. Uh, listen, I heard it in Go News today. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is a huge issue, and, and football's great for the boys and the girls and and older people and all, and you know libraries and some of the poorest areas are under threat. Community centres is so important. I would urge people mm-hmm. to contact their councils, and I know the councils are under huge pressure. I know they are, but this is so important in the west of Scotland. We're in the poorest areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in there three hubs, children hubs are in poverty yeah. in Glasgow and the West. Ah. One in three. And we need these hubs, Barry. Yeah. It's really important that we should get behind them and make it. Because in some of the poorest areas, they might not have the representation. It worries me that they will then make it's tough choices for councillors um, and for officials. But it's really, really important. It's the people's game. Um, and imagine where you guys would have been without football and the, and the facilities. But, Paul, even then, it was sacrosanct. Yeah. Nobody touches the pitches. Yeah. Nobody t- yeah. <laughs> makes the, the goals disappear or anything yeah. like that. So you, the people round about it take responsibility. Yep. They do it in Germany. They do it all over where they give it to a village or whatever. Then the, they people that live in that village have got to look after it. Okay. Then, you, yep. as Barry spoke about earlier on, maybe then you get the kids playing football there instead of standing about the, the yep. street corners. Mm-hmm. Let them go and play. Open up for them. They can't even get a ball to any school now because it's getting something else built on it. So they're not allowed to play football in school in case they broke a window. That was every every playtime, sure. every every lunchtime. Let's try and make a difference, everyone. Absolutely. It's really, really important. Right, Rangers Listen, up against Ross County. Raining outside. Yeah. I used to used to go to the community centre. Yeah. Where did you get sure. and play badminton or, or do something? You were that's you needed their sure. places. And well, I heard that on the news today, and it was Atlantic, scary. Sure. That's our area. Scary. I know. Yeah. It's yeah, North Lanarkshire. It was going to happen. It's not, I think. But look, they're all in it, so we'd urge everyone uh, your voice to be heard. It's the people's game. It's really important. Rangers up against Ross County tonight. Here's the Rangers team: Butland and goals, of course. Tavernier, Goldson, Sutter, and it's Redvan, Lundstrom, Lawrence, and Cantwell, McCausland, Matondo, and Desers. So Barry, that looks very like your team. In fact, I think you've only got 11 out of 11 there. <laughs> and on the bench, McCrory, Silva, Cortez, uh, Stephen Wright, of course. Uh, Scott Wright, sorry. Uh, Davies, Barisic, King, uh, Diomande and Raskin. So it's the team you thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I did um, think that, that he was going to make He's a, talking to the manager, Paul. He's no telling us. He's kidding us on now. Come on. A number of changes. And yeah. he has freshened up. He's mm. not made as, as many changes as that normally. But do you know what? I'm still more than happy with that team. Um, good energy about it. Good quality about it. Good experience about it. Um, so, yep, looking forward to the game. Paul, just on that yep. when you said Steve sure. right there. As, uh, yep. uh-huh. uh, what terrible a DJ, news, wasn't it? A terrible DJ. A yeah. Terrible news, yes. sorry about a DJ. Loved, loved him all the ah, days of my good, life. Used he? to listen to him. So, I know. So, sorry to hear yeah. the news about No, him. the news came in when we were on air last night oh, and we couldn't believe it. It was remarkable, uh, remarkable. What a wonderful that, that's broadcaster. That's why you mixed up with Steve Indeed, Wright. So I'll get, yeah, you, out of jail. Was a Steven, I'll get you out of jail. There was a Stephen Wright, of course, at, uh, at Rangers. But yeah, that was really sad last night. Everyone's talking about him because, you know, he was uh, he was around. He was an absolute genius yeah. on air. So for Rangers tonight, Peter, it's the lineup that Barry thought it was going to be, and it's a strong one. Absolutely. Yep. Listen, the manager knows you've got to put the points in the bag first and foremost, and then get the goals. And they've got goals in them. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, as I said before, now you see consistently with the manager is he's putting players in the position where they play. 
wide players yeah. are wide players, strikers are strikers, yeah. <laughs> midfield players are midfield players. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid, as he always used to say. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what he's done remarkably well. Here's the Aberdeen team. We'll give you Ross County as soon as we get it. So Roos, of course, in goals. Devlin, Mackenzie, Shinney, the captain, Garton Mann, McGrath, Barron, Mayofsky, the superstar striker, Clarkson, Morris and Polvara. And on the bench, Duhan, Duke, who's been in the news, hasn't he? Guillet, Hayes, Phillips, Sockler, Duncan, McDonald and Millen. And the Motherwell team, Kelly, of course, in goals. Devine, Mugabe, McGinn, Ghent, Butcher, Zarfowski, Peyton, Spittle, Vale and Bear. On the bench, Oxborough, O'Donnell, Obika, Casey, Nicholson, Blaney, Buyabu, Ferry and Miller. So, what are you thinking for this one? It's a huge one. For, well, for both of them, they both need points. I think Aberdeen need to win. Yeah. You know, because they're at home. It's a pressure game because that's what comes along with being Aberdeen, as Neil will find out, being an Aberdeen manager. When you're playing Mullivan at home, Mullivan not a great result the other night. They're yep. obviously in the cup and he's made a couple of changes, Stuart. So that'd been a big disappointment for him. He's looking for them to bounce back and it's never easy going to Petaudry anyway. But I think it's a big game for Aberdeen as well. They've got to get the points definitely in this one. They didn't realise, I think some of their supporters were saying they didn't realise they were so far behind Kilmarnock, never yeah. mind anybody else. Mm. I think it was 11 points or something. You know, so they have got to get their skates on and start getting points on the board. Absolutely right. Aberdeen and um, Aberdeen on 25 points. Same as Motherwell tonight then. Hibs on 26, Dundee 29 and St Mirren on 35 and Kelly, as you mentioned, 36. Mm. What's your score? What do you reckon tonight, Barry? Is this going to be a good game? I'm changing my mind about uh, this one. Yeah. Um, obviously, Granty mentioned there and he's 100% bang on. Aberdeen doing it to win, but so do Motherwell. Yeah. Motherwell had the mm. difficult result against Motlin in mm. the Scottish Cup. Aberdeen weren't great at the weekend against Bonnie Rig Rose. Yeah. I'm going to surprise a few people. I'm going to go Muddle to win. Okay. On on the back of the great win against Ross County. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I was yeah. I was surprised, but if you listen to Stuart Kettlewell, mm. they get out fought. Yeah. It was simple as that. I watched the game against Morton and yeah. you'd have been really disappointed. It wasn't until they got that goal back that they kind of came into it a wee bit. But yeah, I'm going to surprise I'm going to go Muddle. They'll have to battle more than they did uh, last yeah. Friday, won't they? For sure. Yeah, they deserve to lose the game. Morton yeah. yeah. thoroughly deserved it. I thought they were really well organised tonight, and I keep saying it, but what a job Doug Emery's done. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Especially as you say, the start of the season wasn't great. Yeah, it was a bottom yeah. of the league and whatever. He's nineteen games now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you keep fighting, and you, you turn it around, you get a result. And sometimes mm. that can be the fine line. We spoke about Stuart done the same. You know, you a couple of good results, but then that was what it was a kick in the teeth for him the other night there mm. with the performance. And you know, when you go to Capital, the one thing you have to do is roll your sleeves up. Yeah. And I don't think enough of his players did that on the evening. They thought it was going to be a nice night because of the good result the week before. Unfortunately, football, as we say, is a habit of kicking you in the teeth, and you've got to go and produce that all the time. Who is going to win, Peter? What do you I'm think? going to go for Aberdeen. You go for the Dons. Because, yep. because Miofsky, yep. I just think Miofsky's on fire at this mm. moment in time and I don't think they've got the quality at the back line. They make too many mistakes and they go too deep at mm. times, I think, for me. Uh, Muller will not think he'll get goals from there. Scoreline, what do you think? 2 0 Aberdeen. 2 0 Aberdeen. So, Mayofsky to score? Yes. Shanklin won't score, will he? I did that one last <laughs> night. I thought it was quite funny because uh, he's scoring for fun even when he's not playing. We just saw the, you see the bus going through there. It looked like um, an Aberdeen celebration or a Liverpool, but it was the Kansas City Chiefs back home there, the open top bus. Tens of thousands of people out there seeing it. So, are you into them? No. It's no, it's not my game. See, I'm not I the know. only one. No, you're not. I, said, <laughs> I, know. I know. It just doesn't interest me. Well, the owner, what a boat he had, the, the owner, uh -huh. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars owns Fulham. Yeah. And he tennis down, obviously, yeah, the, the... guy with the tash. Uh, yeah. Tash. Chic. Uh, yeah. I can't remember sure, his second but, Yeah. And they tennis on his boat when mm. it came in for the game that was getting played at Wembley. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen that. It was, it was a, a phenomenal. It yeah. was £1.2 million pound mm-hmm. to rent it for the week. Is that all? That was a week. Wow. That's what it was it's to crazy. rent. I mean, but the boat, crazy. Was, yeah, the boat was level. phenomenal. Yep. Sitting on the Thames, they, they turned all the way mm-hmm. from America. Yep. Did you only take it for a couple of weeks? Oh, <laughs> exactly. The money he was on at West Ham, well, uh, Norwich oh, and all geez, the rest. Oh, yeah. I wish it was. Who's going to be in the open top bus this summer? I know it doesn't happen in Glasgow. It's such a shame, isn't it? But is it going <laughs> to be the green and white? Is it going to be the green and white? It's one of the things, you know, because in the city... It doesn't happen here, but who's it going to be? Well, we'll find out in the next few months. Neck and neck. Quick break, and then we're back. We'll give you the Ross County team. We'll get the prediction for Rangers, Ross County. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 374 0409. Let's go. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant. We're with Go Green Property. Game day. Aberdeen against Motherwell. Barry thinks it could be Motherwell tonight. Peter thinks it could well be the Dons. Rangers against Ross County. I can give you the lottery numbers for Ross County, but not the team news yet. <laughs> not got it in the social media, but we gave you the Rangers lineup, which Barry, you called right. Seven changes, uh, but a strong team tonight. Um, and the players that are on the bench, I mean, the days of just 11 have gone, or is that just chat that we say? How disappointed are you if you're not starting tonight? Of course you want to start every game. As a professional, but um, I think the manager's been open about it that he needs to utilise the squad, mm. and that's exactly what he's doing. There's another game at the weekend, Paul, mm. St Johnson, um, away from home in three days' time. So it freshens it up, it gives other players the opportunity um, to go and show the manager that they're good enough to try and get in his 11. Um, but see, come the game at the weekend, I think there'll be another four or five changes. But it just shows you that they're, they're in a good rhythm, and the players who come in for the players that get took out just continue that um, that good vein of form I think it's, people are used to that now Paul I know they, yeah, yeah. We, we say about it because we think we wouldn't like it but they, they've, since they've been kids they've probably been used to five minutes off here five minutes off there we were never used to that you played and you played if you were off the pitch you thought you were rubbish or you weren't playing well enough you know what I mean? You were thinking, oh, the manager's team off because I've had a stinker mm. or if I'm not playing on Saturday I think it's completely different I think players now understand that completely and they think that's part of the game now so they're quite happy with it here's the Staggies lineup: Wickens and Goals who's done well in the last few weeks Brown Effet Ainya, Leek Reid Latoury King Danda Murray and Brophy so that's their lineup. and Rangers fans if you missed it uh, Butland the back four Tavernier Goldson Suter and Ridvan so Ridvan in for Barisic from the weekend Lundstrom Lawrence is back and Cantwell McCausland, Matondo and Desers. So that's the Rangers lineup tonight. So I'll give you the referee in a moment or two unless uh, we know who the ref is yet. Do you know who the ref yeah, is tonight? Yeah, it should Dallas. One thing I thought Hugh Dallas was a brilliant ref. I'm Serious. not surprised. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I liked he's one of the ones where see if you had a pop at him. You would have a pop back, but I, I know the game's changed a bit. But I like to referees like that. Well, Neil Warnock, interim manager at Aberdeen, has had not a pop at Scottish referees, but he's saying it's good. He's referring to the VAR decision uh, the other week in the game against Rangers. This is what he said about the difference between refereeing here and in England. There's not enough of that in England. You, you know, you go to your mates in the 
in the studio and you're not going to call your mate a liar or tell him he doesn't know what he's doing, are you? So you just automatically know when you go to the and you go to that screen, he's going to change his mind. And that was obviously the, the mm -hmm. Dijon Sterling ordering off. We'll see if he's up yellow. here for a few weeks. Yeah. We'll see, <laughs> see if he changes his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, but, uh, do you yeah. know what? I was just thinking, uh, and I bump into him quite a lot. Bobby Tate, remember Bobby, Bobby Tate? Indeed, yeah. <laughs> You'll be raging that never made. That's right. <laughs> Bobby Tate. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Was he? I bumped yeah. into him a couple oh. of weeks ago. Yeah, he's some yeah. man. Was he school bright? Is that where he was I from? Because remember, they would always tell you, you know, <laughs> it was uh, Hugh Dallas was Bonko. Aye. What? Yeah. What? Uh, oh, he moved to Kirfin and still saying Bonko. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I used to say that to him. I said, you know, changed it to Kirfin yet, yeah. you know. <laughs> who else? Who was your, who, another referee from Davy Slimes? The two Slimes. Hopes. The, hopes. the yeah. Hope brothers were Again, excellent. Yeah. And talk yeah. about that on this okay. particular day, 1989 mm -hmm. Cup final, we Joe Miller's winner. Yeah. I think it was Valentine's last game. Was it? Yeah, yeah Bob, Bob Valentine from I think Dundee. That, I think that That'd was his right. last Bob, game. Okay. Bob 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 good referee, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who else was there? There's lots. Uh, I wonder. Uh, um, Ryan McGinley. Ryan McGinley, really, really good referee. Yep. Yep. Colourful character. They were yeah. all young. Hope. Yeah. Uh, he's, he said about Hope. Uh, young. Remember the referee? Yeah. What's his name again? Wally Young. Yeah, Wally Young. Wally Young. Made me miss the cup final, Paul, so don't mention him. Oh, did he? Was that Wally Young? Booked me in the first minute. He'd been in the papers all week that. If I get booked, I'd miss the cup final. Sure as fate, what is he doing the first minute? Butch me against Partick Thistle. Did you deserve it? No. Stuart no. Diggle sent me off. Old firm game. Wow. Never a sending off. Is he allowed to? <laughs> <laughs> I know Stuart. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I know Stuart. No, but they're all yeah. good referees. As I said, yeah. they were strong yeah. and firm. But also, mm. see if you, you, you know, it's like you get a decision against you. you you obviously lose a rag a wee bit and they, they could understand just get a decision against you oh, Come all on. the time <laughs> who's, the, who's the best referee just now is it Nick Walsh I think Nick Walsh yep will, will he call him listen I, I think it's really yeah. difficult for them I, yeah. I think that they've got no place to go because of this far sure. and I, I feel for them I, don't get me wrong I'm very critical of their decision making because it's blatant at times but um, I think it's a million times worse for them because of the VAR. Alan Muir is the referee tonight with Gavin Duncan in charge of VAR. I, I'm, I'm yep. impressed every time I watch Nick Walsh. I think he's been very good. He's refereed the game very well. And he's not, at times, allowed VAR to influence. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yep. No, I think he's done well when the games I've seen as well, yeah. But as I say, I think VAR kills him. For sure. You know? John Beaton, another top referee. What was the yeah. famous referee? Clancy, Kevin Clancy as well. Uh, Which famous one? Oh yeah, Kalina. Kal Kal Kalina. Luigi, Kalina. Yeah. You'd have evil looked him. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. No, it's different then, isn't it? You know, you look yeah. at them now. Could you imagine them going to VAR? Yeah. Oh, and it's they're taking their decisions away from them because that was his biggest thing. Is you not the head of the referees in world yes, football? That's right. At this moment, time. right. Yeah. You know, so he must be scratching his head yeah. at times. I was going to say scratching his hair. That's right. But he's not. <laughs> but scratching his head when he's looking at some of the decisions because. Some of them are absolutely blatant, but you've still got to go to VAR, which is quite incredible. Um, we'll just touch on it briefly because this is rumbling on and on and on. But today, six of the Premiership clubs have called for a crisis meeting with Murdoch McLennan and Neil Doncaster, the chairman and the chief exec of the SPFL. We know the story. Rangers Aberdeen, Motherwell, St Mirren, St Johnson and Livy wrote last week a stinging letter to the Hamden bosses. They replied saying there were some serious concerns. Yeah, that about the serious concerns over the independent governance report and questioned why the chairman issued a positive statement about the review's findings. Now, I know that, I think they replied saying there were some factual inaccuracies in that statement last week, so they want to meet again. No, no, I don't know. I mean. no? Will it not happen? Yeah. 
kind of goes over the heads of a lot of fans. I know it's game day tonight. I don't I don't know what I can add to this. I don't know enough about it. But, you know, I wish they could get things sorted. The members' clubs, and uh, let's get more sponsors in. And let's but get the listen, game. Listen, Paul, we're all the same. Yeah. As long as our club's all right, everybody usually goes and votes mm. that way. That's the problem we've got. And that's the way... You think? I do. Yeah. I think that's the problem mm. you've got up here. I, I, yeah. I've seen it. You know, you're all just looking after yourself. And if it suits you, then you'll go along. But if it doesn't suit you, you'll moan about it. And that's never changed. Back to the big games tonight in a moment. Before that, Brendan Rodgers. I'm just looking, Peter, we won't see you till next week. So Celtic in action against Kilmarnock. Big, big game for them. And they've already, you know, they've tasted defeat. You know the story. Twice this season in the Cup and uh, in the league. So the manager, this was him speaking after the 2-0 win against uh, a difficult day at um, St Mirren, but a 2-0 win. The narrative's been for a while, to be honest. That, that, that's the, the reality of it. But, um, but we can only concentrate on... On ourselves, and uh, I, I'm so proud of the players after today because the, it's a very young team. You know, if you take Joe and and Callum out of it, a lot of inexperience at the, you know, at a high level consistently. So, um, but how they react and, and and staying together is is very important. And whilst there's a lot of noise and, and everything around, uh, then we just continue to. To win football games. And what did he think about Kyogo and Ida playing together? It's it's an option for us, I think, because of the system and how they play. When you play with back five, you, you you're doing a lot of recovery back into the box on the same line, so it creates space. And we uh, and we felt with Adam's presence, he'll attract numbers, and then it gives us those possibilities for midfield players or attacking players coming into the game. And yeah, I think it's just learning the position. Sometimes coming too deep. You know, but the times when he got it in between the lines, he was he then sped up the game for us and uh, and did very well. But we know what he can do when he's playing through the the middle. Um, sometimes against teams that are low, he, he's maybe not involved as much. So this gives him a chance to to connect the game for us. But um, but it's an option and and one that we could use again. You expect to see them start against Kilmarnock Saturday? No, no. I don't. I don't think he'll go with a pair. I don't think. That that's my. I thought Celtic's best game this season was against Kilmarnock at home when they played Rio, Rio Tati. I thought was that was him back because he was outstanding that particular day, and I thought that was our best all round performance. Um, I, I like Kyogo up the top end of the pitch. I agree with Brendan in the respect because that's what happened with the goal. Either runs the, the back line in, and Kyogo just holds his run a little bit and arrives on the edge of the box and puts the ball in the back of the net. I don't mind him being on the last line and not being involved in the game. Mm. Talk about Haaland last night. I don't know many touches he had in the game. You know, 25 was it or something? But they say he's the best striker in the world. But there's a lot of games in the Champions League yeah. where he gets 25 touches in the full game, but he ends up with two goals sure. or something like that. You know, that's the difference and that's the quality I have. But in saying that, it was a great result for Celtic at the weekend because there was a lot of pressure sure. coming on with them. You know, people want results and whatever. To go there, and Stevie Robinson's team had only lost two games out of six. It was against Celtic Rangers, you know. We're running against the time, Peter. What do you think is going to happen this weekend for Celtic? Celtic will win. Celtic will win. They'll go back top because the Rangers will go top tonight because I think Rangers will go top tonight. I think Rangers will win 4-0 tonight. 4-0 Rangers. Decisive. So they would go... I think they'll be decisive. Top of the table. I think they're feeling that in themselves tonight. And I think they've got the players that can do that whether they start the game or whether they come on. I think Rangers will be very comfortable tonight. Barry, what do you think tonight? What are you looking for? Yeah, um, uh, I very much agree with, with Granty. I think it'll be three or four. I, I think they understand that they're, they're, they're in a position that they never thought they would be and they need to grab it with both hands and I think they'll do that tonight. And scoreline, what do you reckon? Well, uh, yeah, I'll go four. 
I know. I was. I'm three or four. If you want an answer, yeah. four. Four. You reckon four? I know you always want to be respectful, as you said earlier on, and shocks can happen, but you just don't see it with this Rangers oh, I, team. I, I don't. And if Rangers ain't going to be great tonight, mm. I still think they'll win the game. Mm. They've got ways of doing that, and and as I said, if you look at the bench, if players are not doing what they are capable of doing, the manager is not scared to make a a, a change, and there's plenty. If firepower on the bench and good speed so guys that can come on and make a difference if things aren't going to plan mm. and you mentioned Lundstrom Lawrence as well he's been good getting him back to fitness yeah, he's, and he's playing him yeah. in a deeper role yeah. I, I, do you know what I like him there because mm. he, he can handle the ball Tom Lawrence when you look at Tom Lawrence you think number 10 mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. He, he can play in that 6 or 8 position and he showed that last week Um he played really well in beside Lundstrom. They were singing Nice One Cyril the other week for Cyril Desers. <laughs> Are they going to be singing that tonight? Can you see the big man scoring? Yeah, but he's, he's yeah. in a rich vein of form. Yeah. Oh, he, he scored a few goals, really good goals. And, and I'm now starting to see where... I've had a few arguments, with a few disagreements, should I say, with people. Um, I see a player in there. Mm-hmm. It's just getting it out of him. And gradually I'm, I'm starting to see that. And I guess uh, Ross Kent will be saying, right, try and you know park the bus, that old terrible phrase, but try and keep it nil-nil as long as possible and try to frustrate Rangers. Of course, but that never changes, Paul. Yeah, People, sure. We could write the, the script every week yeah. for the same. So you're yeah. used to doing that. The players are used to that. The manager will train the team towards that. And Ross County will be looking for set plays. Rangers make an error, you know. That's the way they play. That's the way the teams play. Come up against Celtic Rangers, and sometimes that's not by design. That's the way you're pushed back. Yeah, you, have to. you know, who's going to score? Do you think? Who are you seeing for tonight for Rangers? Cantwell's on for it oh, at this is, moment in yeah. time. I think, and, and it suits them because it's a yeah. difficult area to get picked up when you're in there. I think Cantwell will get two, and I yeah. think one of the subs will come on and have had a big effect in the game. And I think that could be Cortez. I think he'll get one, and I think Silva will come on and score. Two subs. He'll be on. Yep. Craig Moore will be here talking about it and Mark Weedy tomorrow night. Final word to you, Barry. Looking forward to it. Yeah, they, yep. l- listen, be excited about it. This is a brilliant opportunity and just go and grasp it with both hands. That was the Valentine's Day edition of the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Cheers, Paul. See you tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.